1: Nobody knows more baseball than MLB Network's Greg Amsinger. He is from the St. Louis area. He's a product of the Lindenwood University. He joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line with Michelle and Randy. Good morning, sir. How are you doing?
0: You know, I'm I'm still riding the high of a great TV show last night. I'm just going to be honest with you. You guys have had a great show for a long time. I've been honored to be a part of it. Have you ever been in the flow and such a great level on the air that when you're done, you look at each other and you're like, that was money. That was so good. Or, or maybe you guys are a bit more humble than I am, but I, we, 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 like celebrated. We hugged at the end of a three hour and 38 minute show last night. We almost kind of blacked out. There were a couple of moments where we went to break and we're like, I forgot I was on TV. It was just a great show with Dan Plisak, Sean Casey, and one of the new stars in sports casting. Cameron Maben is the next Harold Reynolds of baseball studio television. He is that talented. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things, man. In broadcasting, we do so many shows. you got to really, like, smell the roses sometimes. We had a great show last night, and I'm still feeling good about it.
1: I, I hope, by the way, that Cameron Maben can live up to his broadcasting talent better than he did his baseball talent. I'm oh, just...
2: Randy. <laughs> Here we oh, go. Oh, my
0: goodness. <laughs>
2: Wow. The, 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 he,
1: what an exceptionally talented athlete Cameron Mabin was slash is. I don't believe he got the most out of it.
0: Uh, look, maybe people uh, at, back in the day, in 2007, weren't as good as hand-picking miss prospects. I think they're better at it now than they used to be. I mean, you have to remember something. He was, part, he was like the creme de la creme, uh, piece in a package to trade for Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, right, A lot of people forget right. that. I mean, that that's, yeah, that's how good he was in the eyes of, of evaluators. He just never developed in, into power. His bat never became a consistent power threat and because of his size, his, his length. People thought he was going to be the next Tory Hunter and yeah, never worked out that
1: way. It wasn't well. for lack of swinging hard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean Brandy one of his talking trash days I know, I know. I know. I I know. I always, I, I I always <laughs> wanted,
1: talking Greg I, I always wanted the Cardinals to get Cameron Maben and have him scale uh, man I think he could have been a great player if if he would have just scaled back and not tried to hit home runs all the time I think he could have been awesome
0: he flew he flew and let me just say you know everything happens for a reason maybe Cameron Maben. Uh, you know, is on this earth in the baseball eyes to have a son who's going to be one of the best players ever. Mm. His 14-year-old son is already being offered by every Division one school. Mm. He's a center fielder. He's 14, yeah. and he's almost as tall as Cameron Mabin is right now. Uh, Andrew Jones' son, people think, could be even better than Andrew Jones, who I think is a Hall of Famer. The bloodlines play in baseball, man. If you're a kid and you grew up in a clubhouse, Uh, Just keep an eye. Cameron Mabin has a son that's going to be a rock star in the sport.
2: Matt Holliday's son, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of former baseball player sons doing well right now, Greg. Well, um, congratulations on a great show last night. I'm glad that you were in the flow. The Angels, not so much. They fired Joe Madden after a 12-game losing streak. Do you think that was the right play for them?
0: I think they were grasping at straws. Anything and everything you got to try at a moment like this. Joe Madden uh, is an acquired taste. And, you know, you, when you're a kid, you don't understand why adults like coffee. You're like, ew, it smells weird. It's so strong. And coffee breath, gross. And then you get older and you're like, well, I really love, I, I get it now. I, I like coffee. But you can actually get burnt out if you have like four Starbucks a day. And then you go to the doctor and are like, you know what, man, you're drinking too much coffee. You're, you're having heart palpitations. You've got to slow down. So now you've got to get it out of your diet, right? That's Joe Madden. I mean, he's too much coffee. That's just what he is. I will say this for him to come out in the interview with The Athletic and say that there, there are just too many analytics being shoved down our throats in the sport right now is jaw dropping. It just is. And, and he was the guy that was the first to really embrace it and implement it on the field and in a tactical way. But. When I think about Joe Madden, and I think about those outside-the-box ideas he had when he was the Tampa Bay Rays, actually the Devil Rays early on, when they were terrible his first few years managing them, uh, what I remember is after he would bring in one of his outfielders to play in the infield, and we would all complain about it, when he would dramatically overshift, and we would, when I say we as baseball broadcasters, we'd all complain about it. What is Joe Madden doing? I couldn't play for him. You know, guys who wouldn't play every day, they were platoon guys who matching up. I then I remember there'd be a clown in the clubhouse or a zebra in the clubhouse. <laughs> there was always like this, this weird thing he was doing to make sure that while he was sucking the fun out of baseball, right? It's not what you used to play in the backyard. Guys, don't think it is. This is Tampa Bay Rays baseball. Don't think it's going to be as fun. We're using numbers. He made sure that they still enjoyed camaraderie, uh, the lifestyle of being a baseball player showing up every day. There was something different to look at and laugh about. He understood there was a balance to it. And Major League Baseball is forgetting that right now. It is a full-time grind to be a baseball player. You've got to be open to studying, to having numerous meetings, and no one feels bad for baseball players. I get it. You're driving right now in your Ford F-150, and you're like, I'm not going to feel bad for a guy that's making $8 million a year. I understand that. totally get it. But the sport is completely different than what it used to be. It's a pressure cooker of stress, and it's 162 days of games for that stress to burn you out. We only think of athletes, and if they're healthy, if they're on the IL, If they have a physical ailment, oh, a growing injury, or he just took that baseball off the foot, he's going to be out for two weeks. That's the only time we look at athletes and think that they're injured. But being mentally burnt out, Joe Madden understood that that can actually happen, and it happens more times than people recognize. So he had a skill for that. It's just not appreciated anymore. And they moved on without him. I think he's a Hall of Fame manager. I truly believe he's a Hall of Fame manager. I don't think we'll ever see him manage again. He'll be on television, and he's going to be really good at it.
1: Yeah, he's going to be fantastic. Hey, Greg, i got to ask you about Yadier Molina. He's a month away from his 40th birthday. He will be one of the oldest Hall of Famers to get his first strikeout. He got it last night. But Satchel Page actually got his first Major League strikeout at 41. So Yadi will not be the oldest Hall of Famer to get his first strikeout uh, like he did last night.
0: Will it be on his plaque? um, It's got to be. It's got to be. Will will, will the commissioner stand with Jane Forbes-Clark with Yadier Molina and read a plaque that says, and Yadier Molina acquired his first strikeout on the mound in a blowout? (laughs) Is that going to be on his plaque? I mean, look, there are so many people that it is a polarizing topic to have position players pitch in games. I, I, I am all for it because if you're one of the loyal baseball fans that hung around, to watch an entire game when it's out of reach, and you see a position player on the mound pitching, and you're into that, it's an entertainment business. And when Albert Pujols towed the slab in St. Louis, that was some—I couldn't take my eyes off that. Everybody got excited in a game that didn't matter. So I like that aspect of it. I do understand efficiency, and some some people think that you should be able to just like spring training—you know, managers wave to the other side. Hey, we're good, guys. I, I know it's fourteen to three and it's past the seventh inning, we're good. Good game, guys. I, I don't know how fans would take that. I, I, I think they would be okay with it. I think we'd, we'd get used to everything. I'm, I'm back and forth on it uh, because there are some guys that go out there and just lobbing it. I mean, there's a guy from the Giants that it's slow pitch softball, and that's just, that's just not I, – I, I think that's silly. And I don't know what baseball would be overly silly. Now you give a Hall of Famer pitching like Yaddy and Albert, sign me up. But yeah, you know, I'm just I don't know where I stand on it yet.
1: Yeah, I I I am not a big fan of it. I think you should be able to to build a pitching staff. And by the way, that's something, Whitey had 10-man pitching staffs. And we, well, we, I guess we did see uh, uh, Jose Okendo pitch in 1988. But that was in a 17-inning game. Rarely, if ever, in the ninth inning of games did we see position players pitch years ago. But now you have to preserve your bullpen because of the way that's used. And that gets me to my next question, Greg. Because I started the show this morning saying that God love Packy Naughton but it's inexcusable for him to be starting for a team like the Cardinals. The Cardinals, they have Wainwright, Michaelis, and Hudson. Matson hicks are, are both hurt. Should Packy Naughton be the next option for a contending team to start?
0: No, but I, I look at it almost like they're in the same boat of, let's have an opener today. Now I know that's not how he was going to be coined, but he had a very short leash going in. Uh, I agree. I, when I looked at this young man's resume, Good for him, uh, you know, coming off waivers, get picked up by the St. Louis Cardinals. But the, there isn't a lot of stuff there. And, and Dan Plisak, who I adore, and his pitching mind is amazing. Eighteen years in the sport as a pitcher, and he's done a great job as an analysis uh, with analysis on pitching. And he looked at me with his eyebrows raised, like this is what you're rolling out there, like in commercial break, like really, like what does this kid have? I mean, ninety one with no movement. And I don't think he threw anything low in the zone. Maybe, maybe he was nervous. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It doesn't have the physical stature that makes you go, oh, I can see what scouts see. Um, to me, this is a team that's just trying to, you know, coast through the marathon of, of baseball, hoping that the Cardinals can pounce on a Tampa Bay Rays team that is completely overlooked when it's, when it comes to the pitching that they have. They have more starting pitching than most teams have, and no one ever – profiles the race that way they think of them as the opener team but man they're loaded Shane McClanahan might be the most talented pitcher in the American League right now that's how good this left-hander is leading baseball in strikeouts it was it was unfortunate to see a guy just be completely overmatched I don't know if that is a red flag to the front office that we need to go acquire starting pitching depth yet because we had a conversation on set last night of the two teams where they're trending based on the rosters that have been assembled, who's playing well and who's not, and who's about to play well. I mean, Tyler O'Neill just came out of hibernation, folks. I mean, you can't really – you can't examine the Texas Rangers until Marcus Simeon wakes up, which is what he finally did, right? You got stars. When they start playing like it again, then you can assess what you have. The Cardinals are trending in a much higher direction than the Milwaukee Brewers, (laughs) and I I don't think they need to do anything drastic to – do what many of us that watch every single day believe is inevitable. They're going to surpass the Brewers. You could tell me all about the starting pitching the Brewers have and the bullpen and the bullpen and the bullpen. Eventually, when you have that many one-run games, reality is going to come into play. They have had way too many one-run wins this early in the year. That's not sustainable. It just isn't. And I think the Cardinals, with their best players playing well, Goldie and Arenado, And the Brewers, with their best players playing way, way below mediocre in Yelich and Adamas, the Cardinals are turning in a direction. They're the better team in that division.
2: Greg, before we let you go, I want to circle back to the Angels. We mentioned that they fired Joe Maddon trying to get out of this slump. Uh, Last night, they thought it might work for them if they scrapped their normal walk-up songs and they all collectively walked up to Nickelback. Uh, It didn't work. They ended up losing the game versus the Red Sox. But I need to know, pro or con, does Greg Amzinger like Nickelback?
0: No, oh my gosh. No, no, my wife hates it even more. Like if, if Nickelback's on for longer than three seconds, she's like wondering if we have a relationship problem. Like it, it, it's that intense. I mean, I, I, the guy, I think, I think his life was given a, a unique voice, but my goodness, do I hate it? It is terrible sound. I, I, I look, I'm not a country music fan but if it, there's good country music i like oh i want to try this because i'm not used to listening to country music so i like to dabble in it when i hear good country music i i line danced twice wow. in college and i thought it was kind of entertaining once nickelback came on i knew that i was part of something that was terrible and i would run off the dance floor like, it was just <laughs> terrible so bad and uh there are people listening right now going man I knew Am Singer I knew I didn't like him I I, I admit Nickelback Nickelback is awful and I, I apologize to either one of you in the studio right now that thinks that that is a Hall of Fame band
2: no I thought it was a terrible choice by them you're trying to break a slump with Nickelback what are we doing <laughs>
0: I mean, it's like, I, I, I think it's the equivalent of, like, waterboarding themselves. Maybe that is what they need.
2: <laughs> yeah. Haven't you been punished enough, guys? You just lost your manager, you're losing 12, now 13 games, and you think the solution is Nickelback?
0: Wait, wait let's So for a hot second, maybe it wasn't the players. Maybe this was Phil Nevin's first managerial decision. Hey, guys, yo, this corny music that makes you all happy and smile walks <laughs> on the play. We're not smiling, Okay. We're not going to smile. We've lost 13 in a row. You know what we're going to do today? We're going to walk up to Nickelback. No, no, Skip, don't do it. Yeah, until we win a game, we're going to be walking up to Nickelback, all right? Get out there and win a damn game. That's what I think we'll never do. That might
2: be more offensive to me than pulling Blake Snell in a World Series game after six when he's rolling. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a more egregious managerial decision.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is just a terrible band. <laughs> Greg, you're the best. Have
1: a great day. Are you golfing today?
0: Uh, no. I'm uh, I'm lucky enough to find out yesterday that I'm taping uh, an MLB Combine preview show. Oh, nice. At 1 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. It, it, it's perfectly located in the day uh, to eat up a beautiful, 78-degree sunny day. So I I appreciate my coordinating producer for scheduling it right in the middle of a beautiful sunny day. Well, I'm not mad or anything. I'm not mad.
1: No, I can tell. I can tell you're not frustrated at all. Hey, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.
0: All right. I'll talk to you guys later.
1: See Greg Amzinger had a great show last night joining us here on 101 ESPN. (coughs)
0: Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.
1: Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would.